Hello, ladies, and welcome back to the podcast. I'm your host, Erica Simone, and this is the podcast called Receiving Love, here to help women heal and attract their dream relationship. And I help women do this through inner child healing, embodying their feminine energy, all the things, right? Okay, I really talk about the psychology and the energetics behind attracting your dream relationship. And also, if you're new to me, I am a Christian, so I also We'll talk about things of God and the Bible and just know that that's my, my foundation and everything like that. But yeah, there's so much that goes up in, into dating. Okay, there's a the spiritual aspect, the energetic, the emotional aspect, the mental, psych- psychological aspect, all of that. And so I really love to have a holistic approach and talk about it all because there's a lot of women who may be like, maybe you're Christian women, you love the Lord, all this stuff, but you're just not attracting the type of men you want or attracting no men at all. And maybe it's because you're not in, operating in your uh, feminine energy or maybe it's because you have a lot of... Um, uh healing and in, in to do and a lot of wounds around your attachment stuff right and so there's just so much that goes at play right or maybe you're like okay i love the lord i'm healed all this but you're still just operating in tons of masculine energy so you're attracting men who are more passive and feminine and you're not being pursued the way you want all of that and so yeah that's just a little little just disclaimer that i love a holistic approach and to help you put the pieces all together and really integrate all of the work into your love life so Let's dive in. So if you're new, welcome. If you're returning, welcome back. Um, so we've been in a series all about um, attachment styles. And so this is the last episode of the series and we're talking about the fearful avoidant attachment style, right? And so the fearful avoidant, the fearful avoidant, aka the hot and cold, right? This is where the push-pull dynamic really, really starts to manifest, right? And so um, the fearful avoidant, another name for it as well is the disorganized attachment. And it's because it's, I, I kind of, in simple terms, I see the fearful avoidant as the anxious and the avoidance. So they're a little bit of both depending on the scenario, right? And what you see a lot is that when a fearful avoidant is dating a dismissive avoidant, the fearful avoidant becomes more anxiously attached. So they start to exhibit those anxious behaviors. So being more clingy, needing a lot of reassurance, um, prone to codependency, fear of abandonment, fear of rejection. But on the flip hand, if your fearful avoidant ends up in a relationship with a dis, uh, with a anxious person, with an anxiously attached person, the fearful Fearful avoidant will start to manifest more dismissive avoidant uh, tendencies, right? So being more lone wolf, hyper-independent, emotionally closed off, wanting a lot of distance, right? So they kind of, they always kind of embody the opposite of who they're with, but they'll waffle between dating a dismissive or an anxious, right? And so a little profile overview, the fearful avoidant, they have a negative view of self and a negative view of others, right? So it's a double negative, right? So we talked about before, the securely attached, they have a double positive, positive view of self, positive view of others. Anxiously attached, they have a negative view of self, positive view of others. And then dismissive avoidant is the complete opposite of the anxiously attached, where they have a positive view of self and a negative view of others. And then the fearful avoidant is that double negative. So they they don't love themselves, they don't trust themselves, they don't feel secure in themselves, and they don't trust others. They don't feel secure in others. Um, they have a hard time connecting with others, right? And so, and they often often display, display a lot of hot and cold behavior, right? Because they desire yet fear intimacy. That is the key thing with the fearful avoidant, right? They desire yet fear intimacy. And so you can imagine how this creates so much of a push-pull dynamic in a relationship, right? Because it's like, oh my God, they want you, they're they're with you, you're all good. But then as soon as you start to, you know, grow in emotional intimacy, you get closer, they're like, oh, this is scary. I got to back away. But then when they don't have that emotional intimacy anymore, they're like, oh, wait, I feel alone. I feel rejected. I feel abandoned. I want to be loved. And so then they pull, they, they pull you back in. They come back in, Right? But then they pull away and they come back. It's like this push, full, hot and cold, hot and cold. And right. And so it's because they want intimacy and closeness, but they have trust issues around it. Right. And so 
it's really hard for them to to um, to feel secure in that intimacy because there's just a lot of trust issues, right? And so they have a lot of fear of rejection. They struggle with a lot of self worth, and they have a lot of internal conflict, right? And and it, and it makes sense because if someone's like, okay, you want intimacy, then you fear it. it's going to create so much internal conflict. Whereas, I mean, all the insecure attachments have internal conflict, but the disorganized probably has the most type of chaotic energy because, well, it's called a disorganized for a reason, right? They're, it's like they're 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 flip flopping between two different desires. Whereas someone interestingly attached, the main desire they're feeling is I want love, I want a relationship. The more the main desire a dismissive is feeling, I need my space, I need freedom, I need to be by myself. So they're all different, operating different wounds and stuff like that. But this one's a little bit more disorganized slash confusing slash chaotic. So yeah, just once again, the overview of the fear of avoidant, hot and cold, they can be unstable. Their partner is the source of their fear and desire. Um, they want to be seeing closeness, but they, they, they're scared of it, and they have a hard time regulating their emotions, and they often avoid strong emotional attachment due to their fear of getting hurt and or rejected. All right, so like always, we need to look at the childhood because this is where um, we start to put the pieces together and figure out why a person like this is the way they are. So some of the fearful avoidance slash disorganized attachment is usually believed to be the result of having a childhood filled with a lot of, well, three main things, um, violence, abuse, or addiction, All right? And so this those three things will create, of course, a sense of fear in this child and the way they experience attachment, right? Because on one end, they know that they're, they they have to de- depend on their caregivers to survive. And so they're, you know, seeking safety in them subconsciously, emotionally and physically. But what happens when the source of their safety is also the source of their fear? So maybe their parent was abusive or violent or there was, or there was addiction. Maybe they were, trigger warning, by the way, I should have given a trigger warning earlier, but yeah, trigger warning. Maybe they're abused by someone else in their childhood, right? Maybe essay happened or something like that. And so there's just a lot of fear around attachment, fear of getting hurt. Um, and so, yeah. And so like the other insecure attachment styles, if the caregivers are inconsistent, unpredictable, emotionally unavailable, all of that, um, the child can start to fear his uh, their own safety. And this is especially true with the fearful avoidant if you had inconsistent, unpredictable. I think unpredictable is the key word um, because – being unpredictable, it's like maybe you're good at one point and they blew up on you or you felt safe with him, then maybe they would hit you. Like you just, there's just a lot of fear. Child did not know what to expect, nor did the child know uh, when or if the caregiver will meet their needs. Yeah, and, and another reason they may have fear around attachment and relationships is maybe witnessing a traumatizing experience that involved the attachment figure, such as maybe seeing their mom be abused or their dad be abused or witnessing abused or anything like that. And so the child no longer trusts the caregiver and the, and the caregivers who should be the source of safety for their children are not, um, they're no longer reliable because they are causing fear. So the key thing for that in their childhood is that, you know, problem, their prob- problems arise when the source of your safety also becomes a source of your fear. And that leads to that fearful avoiding attachment style. So the main difference between, oh, because I, I think I see that a lot. Oh, what's the difference between dismissive avoiding and fearful avoiding? Um, right? So the anxious will do things to test their partner. The dismissive will do things to get space from their partner. Um, and the fearful will do it because they're feeling really overwhelmed and scared. So fear is the root behind a lot of their behaviors. It's not to test them. It's not because they want to get control or get them back. It's because they're scared and they're feeling overwhelmed. So they shut down and that's where their avoidance comes in. And so the key difference too, between a fearful one and dismissive one is that the fearful one, they don't necessarily reject emotional intimacy the way the dismissive does. They're simply more so afraid of it. Right. Um, do, 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 because they continue to be their attachment figure, which was once their caregiver, and now it's their partner as unpredictable. So this mindset they have leads to a lot of self-sabotage. Um, and the disorganized will also maybe end a relationship prematurely. 
and it creates this type of self-fulfilling prophecy, right? Because if the disorganized adult expects and predicts that they'll be rejected by their partner, even when there are no signs of it, so the partner's trustworthy, all that, they'll start to behave in a way that leads to the, to the fulfilling of the expectation So in the relationship, right? So the partner's great, loving, healthy, but they just don't trust them. So they start to self-sabotage. Maybe they pull away or they cheat or um, whatever, right? And so, of course, naturally, when you do those behaviors, a relationship will end. And then the relationship ends. You're like, see, I knew relationships didn't work out. I knew people people don't stay. And it's like, well, yeah, because you started to act in a way that caused it to end. Because, like, your brain always looks for information to confirm what it already believes. This is why um, rewiring negative beliefs, subconscious beliefs are so important. Because if you don't, you start you will attract you will, you will, yeah, you'll attract what you already believe and your mind will look for things, you know, cherry picking, confirmation bias, all that. It will look for things to affirm what it already believes, right? Um, so yeah, individuals with a disorganized attachment style often choose partners that induce a lot of fear, right? And so once again, it's confirming their perception that they can't trust others or people emotionally or physically. So maybe they had an abusive parent and now they choose an abusive partner, or an um, addicted parent, now they have an addicted partner. Or a violent parent, now they have a violent partner. And so, um, yes. So, yes, the main uh, takeaways for some of the fearful avoidant attachment style is that they kind of waffle between the anxious and the avoidant, right? And so they embody the opposite of who they're with. So if they're dating an anxious, they become dismissive avoidant. If they're dating a dismissive avoidant, they become like an anxious. And they can be very hot and cold. They have a lot of fear around intimacy love, connection. They have trust issues normally, and it's usually a result of their childhood of having um, unpredictable caregivers, um, uh, seeing addiction, trauma, abuse, all of that. So just a lot of chaos, a lot of disorganization in their childhood, which is now manifesting in their adult life. And so, yeah, another, a few other core beliefs someone with a fearful avoidant attachment may have that they feel like they're unlovable and they don't trust other people to support them or to accept them. They'll think people will eventually reject them and leave them so they withdraw from relationships. And some other signs of uh, fearful way attachment is that when they're in conflict, they'll flee or shut down. So they go into that flight trauma response. Um, they have sh- uh, they have strings of highly emotional relationships or highly volatile. They like to have a lot of casual sex with one or more partners and often and also sign on the sex part. A lot of fearful wins in sex, they often will dissociate, so they'll check out um mentally so they're there in their body but not in their mind um maybe because fears come up or triggers have come up and they're super dysregulated all of that um and and two casual sex is a way of keeping emotional distance so that avoidant part and then um maybe they fear long-term intimacy with one person so yeah anyway so they often may break off relationships without apparent reason but the reason usually down is because they're feeling overwhelmed but they normally don't know how to communicate that they're feeling overwhelmed so just shut it off or self-sabotage and when it's time to talk about love and commitment, they aren't there. So it's like, what? Love, commitment? What? And kind of like I said in last week's episode, if you listen to that one about dismissive avoidance, I, what I often see for fear for avoidance is that they also they also often prefer long-distance relationships because they can keep that um, level of distance between the partner because physical distance can lead to emotional distance. Not always, right? There's some LDRs that last, you know, talking all the time, online dates, whatever, but it's just a lot harder and so it's not something that people usually choose or prefer unless they already have a built-in fear of rejection or fear of commitment, then long distance is perfect for them. Yeah, and so the fearful avoidant, also going along with that, like talked about how they're like the hot and cold, so they may be the person that sends you a lot of mixed signals. Um, and so, yeah, the dismissive avoidant will kind of often send mixed signals out of a way of um, 
Well, my thing on mixed signals is like, look, someone sending you mixed signals, you don't know if they like you, they don't, right? If you don't know if a guy likes you, he probably doesn't. But sometimes people send mixed signals because maybe they do like you, but they don't know how to communicate it, they're scared. Or they send you mixed signals because maybe it's literally for them in their internal world, one minute they like you, one minute they don't. And that's more if they're more fearful avoiding where they're like, yeah, I like them, but no, I don't. Because it's like, oh, desire, and then the fear is coming up. But regardless, if someone sends you mixed signals, it means they don't like you, run away. I'm not encouraging you to stay around, try to figure it out. I'm just giving a little psychology behind it. And so, like I said, they often can be very dissociated. They can be in sex or just in life or just not in their body. Um, and it's because there are a lot of trauma. Their nervous system is just regulated, all of that. And they also, lastly, I want to say they also might become emotionally flooded easily. So emotionally overwhelmed and they act out unpredictably, right? And so it can be very emotionally skittish. And yeah, when a lot's coming up, so maybe in conflict, things like that. And so they kind of just, um, they may act unpredictable or shut down. So yeah, and they often are prone to a lot of being unpredictable behavior, isolating, self-sabotage, all of that. All right. And lastly, I kind of just want to share a little, um, because I know it's like, oh, what's the difference between fearful avoidant and dismissive avoidant? So I kind of have a chart I found that I want to share with you guys so you can kind of understand the difference between the two because it can seem very similar. Sometimes there's overlap, but there's also a few differences. So the fearful avoidant, they'll, they'll value intimate relationships more than dismissive avoidant, whereas the dismissive avoidant, they tend to dismiss slash block out connection in relationships, right? And so they don't really value it as much. Um, the fearful avoidant, they'll experience high levels of anxiety in intimate relationships, especially if they're dating a dismissive avoidant. Uh, whereas the dismissive avoidant will shut down quickly when they, when they become triggered. So they, instead of getting um, becoming anxious, they they go into that more dorsal shutdown state. Um, the fearful avoidant, they'll fear rejection and have low self-esteem. And the dismissive avoidant has an inflated sense of self and they often judge others. Beneath that, there's still rejection, low self-esteem there. But th- what they present is usually more of an inflated sense of self, really judgy of others, really critical. Whereas the fearful avoidant usually displays a lot of rejection and, and low self-esteem on their surface okay so lastly the fearful one and they want to depend on others and be vulnerable there's a deep fear around that and so yeah they're fearful and distrustful depending on others but they want to whereas the dismissive avoidant doesn't usually want to depend on others um they're often very career driven and value self-reliance so yeah biggest difference is the fearful avoidant they want the intimacy they want the connection they want all that they're just scared of it the, and they have a lot of so, low self-esteem around it. The dismissive avoidant often doesn't want that intimacy. They don't want that connection. And they present a very confident front. And so, yeah, their core behaviors, their core wounds, their core lies are just a bit different. Yeah, that's the main things I want to just hit on for the fearful avoidant. I'm trying to think if I'm forgetting anything else. Oh, yeah. And also fearful avoidance, they fear emotional intimacy and they can be socially avoidant. Yeah, yeah. Whereas the dismissive avoidance is very socially, very socially outgoing, center of attention, all that. The fearful avoidance, they're usually more socially distant. Anyway, so to wrap up this series on attachment styles, um, I just want to give you a few more things that, you know, your attachment style is mostly determined by your childhood. That's where it's really formed, especially the mother-child bond. But your attachment style can kind of waffle and shift a little bit as you grow throughout life. If you go through a significant trauma or significant breakup, et cetera, et cetera. So maybe you started off anxious, but this, uh, you know, you got your heart broken a lot and you're like, you know what? I don't need anyone. I don't need men. I'm closing my heart to love. I'm going to be all by myself. Or maybe you're more avoidant, but then you dated someone who you just really felt hard. You could not get over them. Now you're just so anxious and preoccupied about them. Or maybe a little bit of both. Or maybe you've gone through your healing work, all that stuff. And now you're more secure. 
Um, so yeah, just know that it's primarily from childhood, but it can waffle. So don't worry if like, oh, I, used, I think I was anxious and I'm avoidant. That totally makes sense. We as humans, we are complex. We're not, we can't be put into a box. Another thing is that, yeah, just be super mindful of your attachment style when you are dating because you don't want to attract someone that will manifest your core wounds, that will play out your core wounds. Because that's normally what happens is that if we have unresolved traumas, particularly with our caregivers, so maybe you had a caregiver that was emotionally unavailable, distancing, rejecting, self-involved, you attract people that, that replay that trauma because the trauma is looking to get healed through this new person, right? Um, and so that can be in friendships or romantic relationships, there's also a lot of great books around attachment and stuff. There's one called Attached that I love. Um, it's like a quick kind of overview. They don't talk about the disorganized attachment. They kind of just stick to anxious, avoiding, and secure. But I think that it's still just a really good starting point. And like I said, for the rest of the podcast, I'm shifting more to the masculine and feminine energy. So I won't really have as much episodes on attachment styles. But the same principles behind this, I'll talk about in the episodes. But I won't specifically probably have a lot of episodes like, oh, anxious they avoid it because I think it can get very general and I really want to have a specific type of yeah I just I'm trying to reach and help women single women who are trying to attract a high quality healthy masculine man so I'm kind of going to speak more to that but um, like I said there's tons of books on this and I also do teach more on attachment styles and how to heal each one in my six-week courses and so um yes if you want to dig deeper on this and you want to heal that then you can join in uh, my upcoming courses because I'll have a week in every course, uh, every round of my program I do where I hit on attachment styles and practical ways to heal it and um, and things like that. But for the podcast, it's really just more about me explaining it, helping you guys have the aha moments, and then um, setting the stage for you to do the deeper healing work. So yeah, I'm going to end it here. As always, all my links are below. You can follow me on Instagram and TikTok for a daily post at ericasmond underscore. You can read my latest blog. You can explore my must-read book list. If you, oh, yeah, that's also a really great resource. If you want more books on attachment stuff, then explore that. And I'm trying to think what else. Um, yeah, as always, I would love if you supported this podcast by leaving a rating and review. Um, it means so much to me. Or, and, or, you can do both. Um, screenshot, screenshotting yourself listening and putting it on your story and tagging me. Or if you're listening on Spotify, you can like share the episode directly on your Spotify and just tag me at ericasmont underscore. It really means a lot. It's a free way to support me and my content and, and help keep being able to create these um, these episodes for you guys. So, yeah, this one's kind of more of a short one, but that's okay because, you know, short and sweet. And so, yeah, I hope that this series really helps you get a foundational understanding of a lot of the psychology behind your relationship patterns and what might be manifesting for you, why you attract the type of people you do, why you maybe shut down the way you do, why maybe you get more clingy, why you may self-sabotage, all of that. And yeah, because your childhood has such a big part of that. And so, yeah, I really um, had so much fun with this series. And yeah, so I love you guys so much. And I'll see you in next week's episode. And it's going to be really good. So yeah, chat with you guys later. Bye.